Well, sure. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the be ashamed you're a white person holiday. <laughs> yeah. Well, it should be at the very least. Yeah. Ugh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Directors Club podcast. I'm Patrick Rapol. With me, Regina Barry. Hello. We're going to do a bonus episode for you guys. Now, it's Thanksgiving. We just finished up our, our dinner. How was it? How was our dinner? I thought it was great. Yeah. You made you, you did most of the cooking. I did do most of the cooking, but I'm really pleased with how things turned out, especially because uh, it was my first time making a Thanksgiving meal, and it was my first time making, uh, at least in a long time, making uh, a meal quite that fancy. Right. So. You had a serving, serving dish and everything. Yep. Um. You had some turkey breast and a mushroom, wine and mushroom sauce. Uh-huh. So we'll give a <laughs> this recap. This is what America wants to know, this yeah. Is, <laughs> what we ate, what we ate this week. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, it's Thanksgiving. Um, it's the time of year when if you're a white person, you should be ashamed of yourself. It's sort of a horrific, it's not like Columbus Day horrific. Uh, I, I mean, I think it, it certainly symbolizes uh, something equally as upsetting historically speaking but i don't i don't know if the first thanksgiving was historically as upsetting as the legacy of columbus well yeah i guess maybe because it wasn't the pilgrims that did most of the horrible things right. to the native yeah but you know still it's um um american indian tribes um consider this day to be the day of mourning and rightly yeah yeah exactly so we thought what what better way to celebrate the holiday than one of the most racist movies of the 80s? And we're not talking about uh, C. Thomas Howell in Soul Man. <laughs> so are, are we talking about uh, Pretty in Pink? We're talking about, Sixteen Candles? We're talking candles? about Birth of a Nation 2 or Electric <laughs> Boogaloo. Um, we are talking about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, yeah. which is also, by coincidence, a movie that we both watched a ton as a as children. Oh yeah, absolutely. We, I, I have vague memories of there being a, 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 a giveaway of the Indiana Jones uh, on VHS at McDonald's. That's, that's, I was just about to ask if that's where you got your because that's exactly where I got my VHS. Yeah. So so we had Temple of Doom and Last Crusade, but we did not have Raiders of the Lost Ark. But um, when I was Oh gosh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe between the ages of like five and nine, or five and ten, um, watch watch this movie a handful of times. Yeah, this was on constant repeat in my house. I didn't, I never, I didn't watch Raiders of the Lost Ark until I was like fifteen or sixteen. Oh yeah, me neither. Like, I, I never, and I remember not liking Last Crusade, so I only saw that like once or twice. But yeah. This movie, I, I, I credit this movie with being the movie that got me into horror movies. I could see that. It's a, it's a really it's a really interesting movie and it's so incredibly racist. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. <laughs> it's it's just like obviously we have a lot we have a very long way to go as far as t- in terms of like race relations in America. Yeah. But it is sort of like a testament to how far we've come <laughs> since the mid 80s. <laughs> I think I don't. I don't think a movie remotely like this could be released today. Yeah, I I agree. I, I don't. I don't think it could either. Um, and especially just thinking about um, myself as as a white person who was raised Catholic and kind of, um, you know, I was growing up in a in a pretty you know white community and a pretty Catholic community. And like this film was my image of Hinduism. Yeah, 
for a really long time. Yeah, she, Shiva was <laughs> Shiva. I thought was like a scary myth, mythological creature, right? <laughs> like not no, not knowing like that Hinduism was an actual like religion. I was just like, oh yeah, Shiva's that that creepy that creepy monster with the candles in its eyes and the skulls in its <laughs> and the skulls in its hands that right. drops that has that has people rip hearts out and yeah. Um... And it's it's been really interesting for me, like in my adult life, um, kind of slowly learning more about Hinduism. And like every time, you know, I learn something about Shiva or Kali, it's sort of um, closely tailed by being really angry <laughs> at having watched this movie at sure. such a young, such like a young and impressionable age. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna watch this movie again. Neither of us has seen the movie in. Oh God. Um. I mean, it's it's been. I'd say almost twenty years for me. Yeah, I'd probably say it's a, a. I'd probably say it's about like fifteen years for me. Yeah. Um, and it's, and uh, this might be the first time I ever see it, in, or first time I've ever seen it in original aspect ratio, actually, because we have the we have the we have a, a Blu-ray copy, and I always we you know growing with the VHS, uh-huh. you only see everything full screen. Oh, that's true. Well, I'm excited for you. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well, <laughs> anyway, so uh, we want you guys to watch along yeah. at home, and what is that sound? You opened a rum bottle. I opened a bottle of rum. Now, we both have chosen our own special imperialist drinks. Yeah, the, yeah, that's true. Um, w- one of my favorites, um, besides India Pale Ale, um, is uh, gin, gin and tonic. Um, I'm drinking, actually, is real, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to Go plug, plug this gin, this because it's amazing, uh. St. George is the name of the dist- the distillery, their terroir gin. Um, I I consider myself a Bombay Sapphire fan, and this is uh, the best gin I've ever had in my life by far. Uh, so if your local Whole Foods carries it and your partner happens to bring some home, then lucky like, like, yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and, of course, gin and tonic imperialist history. Oh, yeah, because... Um, the, the quinine that goes, um, that tonic water is made with, um, it, it helps uh, one protect against malaria. So the British colonialists would drink uh, gin and tonics when they were um, taking up the white man's burden. Sure. <laughs> and uh, I, of course, have a bottle of rum. Now, the history of rum is the history of sugarcane, and the history of sugarcane is just a boiling nightmare. Uh and I'm enjoying it with Coke, and I don't, I can't think of a of a better example of modern sort of imperialism than the corporate structure of uh, and the, the, the corporate giant that is Coca Cola. <laughs> so this rum and Coke to me uh, represents uh, my my own guilt as a white person. Yeah. And we're going to be drinking along. We're going to be have to drink yeah. along with watching this movie, and we have a drinking game set up. Basically, every time something racist happens. Uh, we have to drink, or something sexist happens. Sexist happens, or basically anytime Willie uh, Willie Scott, uh, Kate Capshaw's character, screams. Yeah, which will probably end up being every time Willie Scott, Kate Capshaw's character, opens her mouth. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so hopefully we won't die. How long is this movie? This movie's almost two hours. All right. Well, I think I can manage. I uh, of the see, I've been already drinking. Most yeah, the, most of the day. Of the rum I have left, and of the gin you have left in that bottle, to be fair. Yeah. I don't think we have enough to get hurt. All right. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you want to play along at home, grab your favorite imperialist uh, alcoholic beverage, 
get your copy of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, cue it up. The way we cue it up is you put it on, you hit play, and then as soon as the Paramount, Paramount logo fades up, and that's the entire logo, including the, 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 the title, the mountain, the, the sky, as soon as it fades up, pause it. Uh, that's what we've already done. And then now, on the count of five... So anyway, go do that now. Pause this. Go do that now. Are you doing it? They did it. Okay, cool. Okay. Welcome back. Good job. So now that you have the movie synced up, um, our movie is also synced up, and on the we're going to count down from five, and we're going to press play together, and then we'll be watching the movie together. It's called uh, Podcast Magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. So it sounds very technical. Okay, this is. I'm excited. I'm personally excited because this opening is one of my favorite things oh, in movie yeah. history. Oh, yeah. So anyway, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play. And I've, I've always wondered how exactly how many movies have had the Paramount logo dissolve oh, into something. Yeah, because there's, now there's the first I, Indiana Jones, there's uh, Raiders uh-huh. of the Lost Ark, there's this. I bet, I bet, uh, uh, Last Crusade, uh-huh. South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Oh, God, here we go. Oh, so good. It's a little perfect Busby Berkeley moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fake out if you've never seen the movie before because you're like, oh, this mysterious monster is going to come out. <laughs> also, like, <laughs> you can't even see the title because they put the title behind her. Yeah. And then she's singing... <laughs> She's thinking Cole Porter's Anything Goes in Chinese, which I think is just a perfect mission statement for this movie. Because yeah. the Raiders Lost Ark it has grisly moments. It has you have faces melting mm-hmm. uh, when they open the ark. You have those snakes. Um, you have all sorts of gruesomeness. Uh huh. Um, but but it's not horrific like this movie is. Yeah. Is it? Are we? Should we drink already? For the. Uh, for the little, uh... Oh, for the background dancers? The background dancers and the music. And John... The way Jill, John Williams has decided to score this Chinese language <laughs> oh, version right. of anything Yeah, goes. let's take a drink. For, just for the score. I remember, um... I don't know. Oh, that's good. Now, this here's the part, question. Where, where is this taking place? That always confused me. I was gonna say that. Like, like how is the nightclub this big that it can open into this, like... I don't know. Uh, that's, that's what I love about this movie. Like... I mean, I don't know. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know I was queer at the time. But like looking back, uh-huh. like the fact that this was the movie that introduced me to horror movies is like, <laughs> like me, like and watching this on repeat is like uh-huh. you think about the part where the hearts are being ripped out and stuff. But I also had to watch this like a hundred thousand times, and this yeah. definitely primed me to be really into Busby Berkeley and like the Gold Diggers movies. Oh sure, sure. This is. I mean, yeah, this is a fantastic that sparkling start. like filter over. I don't know what's going on. Like. I don't know if it's supposed to look like old film. Like, why that... I don't know. I always assumed it was just, like, lights in the background, but... Uh, no, yeah, it's I in guess the foreground. It's... <laughs> it's just, like... Huh. It's just added... Like, it's this crazy... Or maybe... Subjective, uh, sort of surreal moment in the middle of the movie where then these scarves that they're all pulling oh, out... Oh, yeah, this... Become yeah. this thing, which... And apparently it's oh, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, do any of the people actually see this? Because you don't... Cause oh, you that's don't right, yeah. You, that's like... you don't see any of those dancers. It's like... Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Spielberg, Spielberg never got a chance to uh, to do a, a musical. 
But that's but he got to do that. I mean, it's, I, it's unfortunate that he wasn't able to. I, I don't know if he ever wanted to, <laughs> to be well, honest. Yeah, but. but he obviously has an eye for it. But um, going back to what you were saying about John Williams' score, I remember. Um, a little while ago, uh, we just had the score to this on and we were like doing something else. And every time there were like those like like bells and like the, the music that I'm sure everyone's familiar with, it was like, oh, I guess I guess short round is in yeah. the scene now. Yeah, you could always <laughs> tell when an Asian person's on screen because suddenly yeah. the, the motif would turn into the opening of I'm turning Japanese. I love this. Yeah, it's like it's, it's more of a James Bond opening than, a, yeah. than an Indiana Jones opening. Now, this is a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, right. You have insorted my son. Very good. We have to drink. <laughs> God. I, those guys all went to a costume designer. <laughs> To get their wardrobe, and so they would match that perfect. They're black and white, and he's the exact opposite yeah. black and white with a little red in his uh, in his flat in his lapel. I never understood that he was holding a skewer there because it's not a knife, right? Yeah, I don't know. And I it always looked like a pair of scissors or something. <laughs> oh yeah, I always thought it was scissors too. No, it's like a skewer. Yeah, I'll serve her. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, there's and the lazy Susan. Yeah, that's so cool. That is really it is really James Bond. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so this is like a prequel. So the idea is that Indiana Jones. Yeah, what is this supposed? To, is so did they like just give him a bunch of what it looks like is fucking batting cage tokens? But I, <laughs> but assuming it's money, it can't be that much money. I mean, unless they're ancient he, coins. So he has the remains of an emperor, um, Nurhachi. Oh. Which is a real emperor. So they're doing this deal. Yeah, I don't know what those... That reminds me of the Louis C.K. bit, where it's like in Western, someone will just throw a bunch of gold <laughs> down on a bar, and then they'll, like no oh, one yeah, counts it. That's right. Say so this is this is uh, dastardly Indiana Jones. This is scout like this is Han Solo. Indiana oh yeah, Jones. yeah. He does not. He doesn't want anything for museum. I'm He's gonna a, take. I'm gonna take a retroactive active drink for her being in physical danger and then whining about her dress. Oh sure, yeah, no, true. That dress, by the oh, way. Oh my god, she's so dumb. Yep, I got a drink. <laughs> That dress, it's made with actual sequins from the 30s. Oh, is it really? And apparently they couldn't, they could only get a hold enough from one dress. It was so tight that she couldn't move enough. <laughs> it looks like it, yeah. Oh yeah, you ever watch a movie so much that you, poison? The, you just drink the poison. Yeah, you ever drink? <laughs> you, ever drink you ever watch a movie so much that you 
watch a movie so much that it's not just every line you memorize, every sound cue, every music cue, every yeah. sound of it. This yeah. is that movie 100% for me. It poison goes faster, Dr. Jones. <laughs> he goes, you can keep the girl. I have another. There's his friend. We're going to have to drink real soon because uh, his uh, helpful little Asian friend just dies. <laughs> And then it's promptly forgotten the rest of the... Doesn't even know he's been shot. No! God, the staging of this is... I'm not going to say it's up there with the opening of Raiders, but it's, it's close. So it's like, is that what short round's going to be when he's grown up? Yeah, that's right. Like, like the, the implication being that short round is just like, like that Indiana Jones keeps like a rotation of short rounds. Yeah. And he's like, well, okay, so you've grown up, you're like a 27-year-old short round, so now I need a 12-year-old again. Yeah, and because he like recently befriended short round, so it's like, sometimes when it's like, oh, oh you yeah. have an so old man, dog this, and you this know part it's dying, you get a puppy. Out. This part. Right here. Oh, so good. God. Yeah, apparently when they were doing the sound effects for Indiana Jones' punches, it was just like a car crash, like bricks smashing on a melon. Like, it was, it's the most insane amalgamation of sound effects. And when you listen to his punches, it's like just, yeah, it's the heaviest sounding thing ever. <laughs> I would love uh, a little vial like that. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I'd put it. I guess I'd like... Mysterious blue liquid? Yeah. Like, it always looked like mouthwash to me. There's a Wilhelm scream for you. Nuts. Oh, she loves diamonds. Let's drink. (laughs) Oh, man. This jazzy... Now this this jazzy... uh, Like, as if the band, like, oh, Indiana Jones is on. This is our cue. (laughs) Yeah. And they all come out, and they. Sh- <laughs> oh man, those are some dedicated dancers, right? I think at this point they're finally running away. Oh yeah, and then there's a uh, some great. I don't, okay, so when I was a kid, I thought he caught the, that last knife that was oh. thrown at him and threw it back. Oh, Willie screamed. <laughs> with the with the total ineptitude. Oh man. By the way, here's a little racist interlude for you. Basically, this was a scene. This was a moment that was in a deleted scene from an early draft of Raiders: of Lost Ark, uh-huh. where they were in Shanghai and he hides behind a giant gong as he's getting shot. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, I'll go oh, ahead and uh, just... drink to that. Club oh, Obi Wan. And also, she's screaming. So. Yeah, I gotta. 
myself another drink too. I'm still pouring my drink, but I gotta like take three drinks in the last five seconds. <laughs> oh, short round. Short round, I did you did you like when you watched this movie, did you identify with short round? Oh um, Did you like want to be like a little kid? Like partying with Indiana Jones? Oh my god. Alright, so there's right. another drink. Hold on. One. I certainly two, I certainly liked him more than um three. Four, she doesn't know what's going on when he's trying to get the antidote. Oh, yeah. Five. Oh, he... Did 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 Short Round just say no time for love? <laughs> I think Short Round just said no time for love, so... Okay. This movie is basically, like, the hyper-capable Indiana Jones with his derpy woman and his derpy Asian boy. Yeah. Oh. Here we go. Uh-huh. Oh, man. I do love the detail of the, the block tied to his shoe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I definitely liked him more than Willie, and I identified yeah. with him more than Willie. So, I mean, this is so like the little kid. Oh, she drops the gun. Oh, here we go. All right, here we go. Okay, so apparently you should be able to see Frank Oz, George Lucas, and Steven Spielberg in, as one of these one of these people. I don't know. I can't make him out. But this is Dan Aykroyd. You can't see his face, but oh. you listen to his voice. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> That's a classic Dan Aykroyd line. Dan Aykroyd, there's no one funnier than Dan Aykroyd at just turning a really gross mouthful of technical jargon into something really funny. Yeah. Aren't you really Scott, the famous American female vocalist? <laughs> I do appreciate this movie just goes. There's not a single moment in this movie that is comparable to like... Or no, I guess that's not true. Because once they get to the palace, they have to sort of pretend that they're visiting. Right. But yeah, otherwise it's just kind of... It's just it's just a crazy roller coaster. It's not like the, there's the scenes at the college. Yeah, yeah. There... And I don't, yeah, I don't think there's any, like, let's stop to research. And then, like, yeah. here's this, you know, backstory that I found in a dusty old book. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Do you think they'll, I mean, they'll try to, they'll try to do some new version of Indiana Jones. Do you think anyone could ever be Indiana Jones? Other what? Than Harrison? Do you think anyone could ever be Indiana Jones? Other Besides- than Harrison Ford? Well, Shia LaBeouf is his son. Why is she with him? Because she has... Because she's the antidote. No, he already took the antidote while they were in the oh. car. Why? I don't understand why she goes with them. Oh. Hmm. Maybe she's worried that Lau's going to kill her? I guess. She, like, she helped Indiana Jones. So she's on the run? Maybe. 
Love this. Love the map. As paid tribute to by uh, uh, um, Tarantino in both uh, the Kill Bill movies and yeah. Jackie Brown. So this is a movie, most of this film takes place, most of this film takes place in India. Right. Mm -hmm. So what happened was they tried to film in India, but the Indian government said, oh, this is too racist. You have to take, <laughs> you have to take some of this stuff out. Uh-huh. So what Paramount said was, oh, we'll film in, Sh we'll film in Sri Lanka then. <laughs> <laughs> So these guys, where are these guys going? They're just gonna be. I want to see the movie that about that follows those two guys. These <laughs> <And> like, like <laughs> they're, they're, Laurel and Hardy characters as they're stuck in the fucking Himalayas or whatever. Yeah, their journey out of the mountains. Yeah, I was thinking. I mean, I mean, they, they literally flew across China. Why did they wait until they were over the Himalayas? Yeah, to jump out like. Like, oh, we just flew over a city a few miles ago. Let's jump out now. They're going to crash anyway. Like, right. I don't know. It's pretty good. What, are, what are, is that just a cabbage in a net? Uh, it's too late. I don't think they're going well to come back to that be. shot. I always thought it was weird that this, this, this airplane had steering wheels. Oh, it does. I think it's a little weird that her, like, cute 30s hairdo... Um, during the last chase scene, like, tousled out into, like, a sexy 80s kind of perm. Oh, That's pretty right. convenient. That, I love that that sound effect. See, so I watched this movie, like, a hundred times before I ever watched Star Wars. And that sound effect is what plays when the Millennium Falcon can't go into hyperspeed. Oh, really? And so when I saw, so when I saw Empire Strikes Back, and it goes to the part where they can't jump into hyperspeed because the Millennium Falcon's damaged, I was like... Is there propellers on the Millennium Falcon? What's going on? Because... I don't know. Dr. Jones, no more parachute. I think we should drink to that. Okay, well, here we go. Screams to take another drink. Oh. Oh this boy, is, this is the scream. This, whole... this is the epic is... one. Yeah, we have to drink this whole thing. Mm. Okay. This always looked like fun to me. This didn't look dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's kind of the point. Like you know, those little kids out there who are going to be like, "Oh man, awesome." Also, like, at any point, they could jump out of this thing. <laughs> like, right. With, with little damage. That's why he's cracking me up. So, I remember... Okay, do you remember when Indiana Jones' uh, Crystal Skull came out? Jesus yes. Christ. That's so good. You're, uh... There's the scene in Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull where he hides in the refrigerator. I was just thinking about that. Now, that looks like fun. <laughs> 
hiding in a refrigerator and having a yeah, nuke go off. Like, yeah, getting, getting getting blown sky high. I think that looks like fun. So a lot of people, myself included, uh-huh. during that scene we were like, we had to call bullshit. Oh, okay. On that scene where the the refrigerator just flies up like 500 feet in the air and lands. I thought it was neat. Well, sure. <laughs> and then I remember I remember arguing about that on the internet and then someone being like, well, in Temple of Doom, they jump out of a plane inside of a blow-up, of a, like a blow-up dinghy. Right. And they land and it's fine. And I, I guess my question to you is, do you think they're sort of equivalent as far as like stretching? Yeah. The... <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I mean, that thing doesn't look like it could, you know, survive a fall from... Right. You know, and it's probably not equipped to, you know, to, to slide down a mountain and still be intact to yeah, keep like them afloat Yeah, like no holes would river. be punctured at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I think it's... All right, well... Oh, Dean. yes, we yeah, need sitars. Sitar, yeah. yeah. Then, now, I was looking on the IMDb trivia. I have to say, just really quickly, I'm a little sad that I didn't go with a lower quality drink because oh, I just yeah. can't help but take like little sips well, just and take savor. Little, you yeah, you can you can right. take little sips. Take my little foodie hipster. <laughs> I'm gonna fill my take this moment to fill my glass. I feel like. I feel like Vincent Price in, um, what's the movie? Where he's uh, the it's wine Tales of Terror. It's yeah. the second story in Tales of Terror. Yeah. And Peter Lorre, the black cat. Yeah, but he's, he's like making little slurpy noises mm-hmm. well, because he's a wine connoisseur. Yeah, yeah. Great. Gr- the swishiest Vincent Price has ever been. Yeah. Oh, they're Indian, so of course they're poor. I mean. Yeah. Well, all right. To be fair, we see rich Indians later. Okay, I suppose that's true. It's a but... poor Indian village. Yeah, but. But I, it I don't does know. just look like. Someone bombed their village. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, you know, let's reach out to him. Like, like this is kind of a this, oh, this is racist. weird, I'm gross. Drink for this. Yeah. This is like a fucking. They're all speaking Sri Lankan, by the way. <laughs> this is not Indian. This is not Hindi. Uh, I should say. Okay. Real quick. Back to the refrigerator versus the raft. Uh-huh. The raft looks big and cushiony. So uh-huh. when it lands, you believe that it cushioned their fall. The refrigerator looks hard. Uh-huh. So when it lands, like, thunk, like uh-huh. right in the dust, it doesn't bounce around. Uh-huh. It looks like that would just snap anyone's neck who's inside the refrigerator. That, to me, okay. like, they're equally unlikely, which is to say they're 100% unlikely. Okay, we have to drink <laughs> more food than these people eating away. I always thought Short Round looked really cute in that hat. <laughs> he kind of, he does. Oh, gross, it's Indian food. Indian food's so gross. Oh, yuck. I think they actually may have landed in an Ethiopian restaurant. <laughs> like, they don't have the naan to... But, like, that's sort of the, the style of, of Ethiopian food, which is... Well, you yeah. You those little piles of food that you have to scoop up and... Yeah. <laughs> but Indian food is delicious. Right, but it's also not just, like, a pile of garbage. <laughs> like, 
So basically they see Indiana Jones as their savior because do they know him? Do they subscribe to like archaeology today or maybe, you know, they they might. That guy looks like he has an interest in white people coming in and stealing his culture's ancient artifacts. God, maybe it's just because it's 2014, but it's, cr- and I haven't seen this movie in a while, uh-huh. but it's always crazy to go back and watch when, like, Harrison Ford could emote, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, he could actually, like, like, just make a face, like, yeah. get across an emote, not just, not just sleepwalk through a movie. Yeah. That's one of, that's one of the thing that, things that I love about these movies is just like how expressive he is. He's not like yeah. a, he's not like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, a Sly Stallone where he's like, or even like Bruce Willis where he's just like stoic. He's very expressive. That's one of the reasons that. Well, Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Well, that's a, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I feel like Bruce Willis and Die Hard is essentially like Indiana Jones in a more modern context mm-hmm. because the first Die Hard movie, have you seen the first Die Hard movie? Oh yeah. All right. So like the first Die Hard movie, he's getting his ass kicked. Like the, the big scene in that movie is him walking across glass and having to pull the glass out of his feet. Right. Like, it, he didn't become indestructible until later. But, like, that's the great thing about the Indiana Jones movies. Is oh, oh, wait, is that... They, Shivalinga. They, they've stolen the, their Shivalinga? That's, yeah. okay, alright. That's an actual thing. That's a thing, yeah. Tell, tell us thing. about the Shivalinga. Um, I, I don't know. It's, um, it's a really common, um, symbol in, uh... Oh my god! And, and anyone out here who is Hindu or knows who know, or who knows more about Hinduism than I do, I apologize. You know, a little knowledge um, can be a dangerous thing. Yeah, it can be a dangerous thing. Um, so, uh, the a Shiva linga, it's like a, a vaguely phallic object. Linga means penis right. in Sanskrit, and it's a, a symbol of the universe's creative energy. And it's a very um, it's a very common focus of worship um for sects of hinduism that focus on shiva as the personification of um the supreme being uh-huh um it it represents shiva um uniting shiva being the masculine energy of the universe uniting with parvati who is the feminine energy of the universe um and cr- creating the material world through their their union and their love. Uh huh. So, yeah, it's not like magic. It, it's like <laughs> it's like if they fucking landed in a rural area of Russia and they went to the local Russian Orthodox church and the priest was like, "Oh, they stole the crucifix off of our wall." Like, it's the same kind of thing, you yeah. know. It's not like you know. Well, in this in this film and. We- Granted, we've been talking. I believe the Shankara stones mm-hmm. are a separate thing that he talks about. Oh, okay, like yeah. being having historical significance. Mm-hmm. And then, or I guess the scene's coming up. 
Oh, boy. yeah, because like having watched this as a little kid, it's like really fucking you know, relish in the, the the starving malnourished Indian kid. Uh-huh. <sighs> <laughs> help me, white man! Help me! Help! God, that fucking breathing freaked me. Oh out as yeah, a kid. me too. Yeah, because what I, what I was just gonna say is. I rem- there's so much about this movie that I remember, but it's not the plot. It's like like things like that, like like this little yeah, yeah. kid's raggedy breathing. There's and- a weird thing that when you're a child and you watch a movie, uh huh, it's like you follow the emotions of a movie, but you often, I mean, if it's a movie like the, if it's not like an actual animated film, right? Like I followed every plot point of Beauty and the Beast. Which right. I watched also a hundred times as a kid. But, like, uh-huh. a movie like this, I felt like I followed the emotions of the movie and the general idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't think I actually got the... F- so what is... <laughs> right, like, got, like, the plot. I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a thing. Maybe it's not. I do not know. But I, they showed pictures. I thought maybe that was, like... Oh, there's going to be some of uh, your favorite. The, the Spielberg shooting stars. Oh yeah, that's right. Like a, like in Jaws, that yeah, one moment. Yeah, a little starts. shooting star in every movie. Yeah, Isn't that nice. <laughs> so nice. So I don't think I even got the full sentence out because we were talking and we were drinking. There it is, you guys. Yeah, that was beautiful. I love this matte painting, though. This is a matte painting, right? It looks painted. Fortune and glory, kid. See, like, he right now he's in it for the fucking money. That's the only reason he's going on this. He doesn't care about the village at all. But if he gets those stones, that's a lot of money. So, the fir- this prequel is about sort of Indiana Jones going from a selfish... Uh, Money grubbing, money grubbing, black market archaeologist. Uh huh. Black market archaeologist. All right. Well, we have to drink (laughs) because we have to drink through this hole. (laughs) They don't even laugh. This village, they're just shot. Like they're just like, what the fuck. mean <laughs> why is everything constantly smoking what what are they doing with all i don't know maybe they're all right so we've we've left we've left one of the more uncomfortable moments yeah parts of the movie yeah And we're just sort of enjoying how beautiful Sri Lanka is at this point. Is this the point where she, like, yeah, she pulls out her really nice perfume? Oh, yeah, and sprays her. All right, well. Oh, Oh, boy. That is a lot of perfume. He says it twice. 
What big birds, she says. Those are fruit bats. And they're adorable. Well. Oh, what big birds get to drink for me. Oh my god, so I was trying to explain it again, and I didn't get a chance to actually explain it. Short Round is a throwback to 40s and 30s, like, serials. Uh-huh. Like Flash Gordon and stuff like that. The kind of things that inspired Indiana Jones. Those would always have, like, a plucky kid tagging along. Oh, sure. Or, like, the little kids in Gamera. Now, little Kids and Gamera is a little different. They would act like the Little Kids and Gamera, though. Just basically existing to be cheerleaders? Yeah, exactly. And like a, an alternate version of the damsel in distress. A short round. That's weird. She just screamed. Yeah. She screamed. And also, I don't understand how she went from holding clothes to holding a bat. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you know, bats are very famous for sitting on the ground. So when she reached down, she just picked up a bat. Oh, that's my favorite moment. This is the baboon who just looks as freaked out to be in the movie as she does. She's screaming again, so we have to drink. Oh, she's now she's just running around looking for animals to scream at. Like it's an alternate version of like a bear gorilla like show where she just runs around screaming at animals. Like Animal Planet presents Willie Scott screams at animals. I love how all of these wild animals are like drawn to her. Yeah, screaming. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what wild animals do. They find a white woman screaming and they like. Yeah. And they position themselves strategically. Short Round, of uh-huh. course, named after the little kid uh, Korean character in The Steel Helmet. Oh, right. We watched right. The, Steel the Samuel Helmet. Fuller movie. Yes, the yes. Samuel Fuller movie. Yeah, with that um, interesting looking Buddha statue. <laughs> That tell me about okay. So what was your obsession I with just that kept statue? Glaring daggers at. Um, my obsession with it was that it just looked so inauthentic and ugly, and like didn't have a lot of the um, symbolic markers of a Buddha statue. And and like again, I'm not an expert, but just given my like basic understanding of it, like like they just did a, a really poor job of reproducing it. And like I'm assuming. That this film was probably made in California. Yeah, it was a fox, the, yeah. Yeah, and, like, there's a pretty large Asian population in most of the cities in California, like, even at that time. So it wouldn't have been that hard for them <laughs> to find a Buddha statue to, like, to, to remake in that size, but yet they gave it this, like, weird 
chiseled Zoolander face or whatever it was, and yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't stand for it. I, I got. I could never stand. It looked like another Buddha statue to me. It looked like any other Buddha statue. No, it no. It's always it's funny that this is a prequel, though. You'd only know that if you had seen Raiders at this like. All right, I'm gonna drink during that. You know why? She, she threw a python, uh huh, like ten feet, and didn't know it wasn't an elephant's trunk. <laughs> I think it may feel uh, right. While I'm drinking, um, I don't know. I'm also trying to give this. Movie also, the also, who are doubt, who like, are these people? Like, where were they during the last scene? Like, well, you have to set up base camp like no, <laughs> two hundred I... feet from us. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like you're not allowed to play poker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's those bats again. Man, they they never give it a rest. Well, we're like, we're making fun of this movie. This movie, I don't I think this movie does a really good job of a lot of things. It just, it does it in a really horrific way. Like, yeah. And uh, yeah. And I think it's also important to point out that this movie is like, I don't feel like it has an agenda and I don't think we're trying to say like, Oh, you you know, this movie's like the, the X factor when it comes to racism and sexism. What is this supposed to be a statue of? Because like India Jones recognizes it and it's the scariest thing in the world to him. And it, it looks like a demon who just got off a plane to Hawaii. I, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. And what's the statue supposed to be? I, 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 I couldn't tell you. But there's blood on the statue. Oh, and human fingers, a garland of human fingers. Oh, I, see, I never noticed that in VHS. I, didn't I thought either. it was part of the statue. I didn't either. Oh, but what I was gonna say is like I I think I think neither of us are saying that this movie is like, you know, like like, like an X factor and like inspires people to be racist when they watch right. it. I think it's just like a product of the the culture it was kind of um, created in, kind of like w- w- with created the, in and also inspired from and inspired from. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it's it's kind of the same thing with like the. The drinks that we're drinking, like, we didn't specifically choose them because they have this, like, you know, colonialist history to them. We, we kind of chose them because they're just drinks that we happen oh, to that, like. That's and the it's... best shot of bats ever. Oh, God. What was that? Was that, like, shot at, like, 70 frames per second? That great slow motion shot of yeah, all those bats? Yeah, those... So good. But, yeah, we didn't choose We didn't choose the drinks to be clever. Right, we yeah. We were drinking just, this already, and we realized there were colonialists. Yeah, that, that, that there's, like, this fucked up history behind, like, even the, the cocktails that we enjoy. Yeah. Well, I, I noticed this before, because this is, uh, the, the brand of rum this is, is pl- called Plantation. Oh, boy. Which is already... Yeah. So like and then in in the on the back of this bottle of rum they talk about the history of the rum and like they conveniently leave out the history of slavery. They just <laughs> they just talk about like the history of rum in Jamaica and the history of sugarcane in uh-huh. the Barbados and like but like you know like they're conveniently leaving leaving out certain things. Right. And the word artisanal 
It's right on the bottom. Oh, sure. It is artisanal. And artisanal rum. means made by a white person, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I, I wish we weren't talking during that part, because I was curious. Now, I don't know what that guy... <laughs> I don't know who that guy is, and why he, why that British man is in Pencott Palace. No, he's he's Indian. Oh, is he Indian? Yeah. He's okay. just like a, a westernized... Uh, with his... Yeah. What's the line right here? Yeah! That's a great line. I don't know why I always remember that. Also, I remember being intensely attracted to these women. Oh, really? At, at, at like, age 11. Um, I'm loving this music. Honest, honestly... I, I love that music cue right there where the woman singing, you know, whatever in Hindi or, or whatever mm-hmm. the language she's singing in. Oh, I guess he is Indian. My apologies. Oh. So I went to a Catholic high school. Oh, yeah, as as did I. That's something that we share. Uh, Freshman year, I had an Indian, my Indian religion teacher. He was a priest. Uh Uh-huh. But he was, you know, he was Indian. Uh Uh-huh. And he said the only white woman he ever saw wear a sari correctly was Gina Davis. (laughs) (laughs) He was that kind of, he was that kind of. He was that kind of, like, there was some, I guess the episode, like, Gene Davis had a sitcom. You're pouring yourself another gin and tonic. Yeah, I, ha- I have to reload. Um. It's, it's, we're only, we're only 40 minutes into the movie. Oh my god. I, I told you we're gonna die. Yeah. But, uh, he was that kind of priest. He was really good. He was, uh. He was really funny. He he mostly mocked us for being white, which I appreciate. Which yeah. I don't think I, I thought it was funny at the time, just that he was that abrasive. Yeah, good. No, good priest. for him. But like, at, looking back on it, he was just like a miracle. Yeah, you better fucking refill. I'm gonna refill as well. Oh God, this because this dinner scene is just like racist gag yeah. after racist gag. Maybe he likes older women. <laughs> oh no, she can't seduce him. Oh. Also, I remember not being a hundred percent sure if the Maharaja was a girl or a boy. Yeah, the the kid they chose is pretty like I don't know, or at least the way it, they chose to make him up. Yeah, you, you know, it, it's fun. It's funny actually. You mentioned that because I just remembered. Um, I, I used to live in central Jersey um, where there's a really big Indian population and um, like just fabulous, fabulous Indian restaurants. And I was out uh, eating dinner with friends one night. Speaking of dinner, oh. let's go ahead and take a drink here. <laughs> yeah. Snake surprise. What's the surprise? It's that it's a pregnant snake. What do you want to bet that the fat guy to the right of Willie is just going to be like, the grossest person there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, guys. Oh man, th- th- there might be a blog article gestating right now mm-hmm. for a panda bear shape. For, for blogspot.com. Dot wordpress.com. Dot wordpress.com. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Th- yep. This is how we need people eat. All right. Yep. <laughs> oh god. That, yep. Just, all right. Just we gotta live eels. Yum yum. Oh, but what I was saying was, um, so, um, this restaurant, um, the, in, in this Indian restaurant, and I go to the bathroom, and to, you know how sometimes restaurants will have, like, um, graphic representations of, like, men's bathroom, women's bathroom? Yeah, yeah. Well, this restaurant had that, but it was, like, classical Indian art, okay. and I couldn't tell which painting was the man and which painting was the woman so i had to stand there in the hall until sounds, someone came out of the bathroom that sounds appropriate for you though as you being neither a man or a woman well yeah i mean I, like i wasn't really like out at this time sure. but yeah it was just oh, kind of funny to have guy. this like <laughs> no the guy next to her is like the one oh, was no, talking right. about Sneak? surprise yeah yeah him Oh, 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 God! Oh no, gross people who are not from our culture eating. I'll, 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 I'll go ahead. Oh, and, and of say, course, of course, Mister Westernized guy with his fancy manners—he's not burping or eating bugs. No, of course not. He's the whitest Indian person. That candle has like two wicks. Why are there what? like two flames on top of that candle, or it's two candles right behind each other, and you can't maybe. So apparently, this was like the hardest shot of the movie. Was getting the eyeball like what oh. is this supposed to be? Even <laughs> like human eyeballs, like right, like <laughs> drink. Yeah. Oh my god, this. Ugh. Yeah, I think it's just a reflection. Oh, maybe it is. See, yeah, it's it's an older right. <laughs> it wasn't my head. <laughs> Jokes that we get now that we didn't get as children. <laughs> yeah. The band stopped playing as soon as the Maharaja started talking. Right. Basically, what the Indian government uh, requested was that the Maharaja be changed to not be a Maharaja. Like, not huh. to be a member of Indian government. That was the that was the thing. That was the sticking point. Hmm. And 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 Steven Spielberg or George Lucas, whoever produced this, was like, nope. <laughs> they went to Sri Lanka instead. Huh. Oh, well, chilled monkey brains. Yep. Here we go. Uh. Mm. I don't, I, I'm super. I'm I'm pretty drunk right now. I'm definitely super I, drunk. I can tell. Okay. I just want our audience to know what I'm going through right now. <laughs> the emotional process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's all right, guys. I'm 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 a little I'm a little toasted myself. Sure. <laughs> oh man, like his his fucking eight year old wingman. <laughs> Tell me later what happened. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's not Indian food. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't go as far as, like, having an actual diarrhea scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I remember, by the way, when I was a kid, like, I thought that was, like, the sexiest move where it's, like, he's holding the apple and she just, like, grabs his hand and is, like... And he's eating it while it's still in his hand? Yeah. Well, this, yeah, this is, like, the first seduction scene I'd ever seen. Like... Yeah. Like, we watched this as a kid several times. You have to do a lot of research. Yeah. Like. Take off the glasses. Scores like they love each other, but instead they're just like talking nasty. No, they're fucking gross. <laughs> yeah. they're, like he, she's a fucking horrible person, and he's a fucking horrible yeah. person, and they're just fucking getting all over each other. It's great. Yeah, like, this This is the first, like, Battle of the Sexes screwball comedy scene I'd ever seen. Yeah, I guess, I guess the same is true for me. I, I've forgotten about this, this whole scene. Oh, I remember like, the fuck out of this scene. Yeah. This scene, I thought, she says five minutes, he goes four and a half, because he's the scientist. Right. It's like it's honestly, God. It Spiel what, like I don't I can't think of it because Spielberg, Spielberg is not a sexual director, right? He's yeah, honestly I remember kind he, of uncomfortable about sex. Yeah, I remember that being a discussion on the uh, Spielberg episodes. Yeah, and this is this sort of moment is like the closest he's ever come mm-hmm. to just a you know. Not sex comedy, but like 50s, 40s style yeah. sex comedy. Like the awful truth kind of sex comedy. Yeah. His Girl Friday kind of sex comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, well, she can't stay on a bed. 
don't know. Like, there's also like this is honestly, it's an it's an adventure movie. Uh huh. It's like it's a it's like her it's like almost a horror movie, right? Mm-hmm. But it's actually almost kind of a comedy too. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like there's a bunch of comedy in it. Apparently, what happened was. So, so Spielberg gets all the credit for the Indiana Jones movies, uh-huh. but George Lucas produced them. And George Lucas, like, there's actually transcripts um, of the first meetings that George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and this one other person had. Mm-hmm. This is the night I slipped right through your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasant dreams. Um, so, like, there's transcripts online somewhere. It's it's. Spiel- <laughs> <laughs> it could have been your greatest adventure. Oh, I love that that little fucking Indiana Jones hat tip that Short Round gives. There's those big impact punches again. And then he throws it right up to the, <laughs> and that fan sauna, yeah, hangs him pretty good <laughs> I need my whip back Shorty I know you just watched me murder someone <laughs> okay we have to drink to that Oh, yeah, and there's the scene where he's groping the statue. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's like, I'm right here. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> okay. I don't understand that now. I didn't understand that then. I think... You know, what, you know, you know, what is I, that I remember hand that to the flowers equals this? What is that? At the time, I thought he was checking for... Like, okay, and I real, now I realize that this is like six-year-old logic. Right. But I thought that, that he was checking for like... Poison being piped in through the flowers. Can, like, you, can you go ahead and tell me your like, six-year-old like, logic? Like, like, there's, like there's a pipe... Coming up through the vase and it pipes like noxious gas sure. into the room, sure. and that he knows this trick yeah, because yeah, yeah. because he's a, trick. he's a smart guy, yeah. And so that's what he's checking for. So, but go ahead and tell me the other six-year-old logic you had growing up in upstate New York in a rural area uh, about another Spielberg movie, ET. Tell me when ET got sick. Oh no. Tell me about you, E.T. You monster. I told you this in confidence. <laughs> I think this is very interesting. Because well, E.T. Is, uh, well, e. is a Spielberg movie. Okay. And it's so, another Spielberg movie that's very scary when you're a kid. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, I, I've always maintained Spielberg is like a master of horror. Yeah. No. Yeah. Especially when you're a kid. Yeah. So what Patrick is referring to is I didn't – when I saw I – saw I saw E.T. once – when I was like six Wait, years old, these- blah, spooky corpses. I thought they were statues so when I was a kid. Um, That's, they don't look like corpses; they look like statues. <laughs> um, 
I, I saw E.T. once when I was a kid. And I was like six years old. And I didn't really pick up on the whole like empathetic bond with Elliot and that why they get separated is why E.T.'s like dying. And I just remembered seeing um like like E.T. they find him in the creek and there's like a raccoon sniffing him and then it runs away when the when the people come um to 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 save E.T. And um where I grew up in like a pretty rural area in New York in New York State, like upstate, um there were a lot there's a lot of education around rabies. So I grew up singularly afraid of raccoons. Um, sure, so the seeing, most rabbit. Oh God! Here we go. Are you afraid of bugs at all? Uh, not really. I mean, this. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> right. we, we forgot. The fortune Maybe cookie we still have a fortune cookie yeah. line. Um. Ah. All right. So, so basically, seeing a raccoon in a movie. Um, made, made the connection in my brain, which I had up until I saw E.T. like earlier this year, was that E.T. was bitten by a raccoon and had rabies. And that's why, and he's that's all, like, why the government white. comes for him. And, and that's, that's also why, why he's all white and crusty. Yes, because that's what rabies does to you when you're an alien. And when, and when you're six. Yeah, that is like, <laughs> like my six-year-old viewer logic. Of rabies. Yeah. Yep, E.T. had rabies. <laughs> So this is already like a drastically like uncompassionate. Just get away from me, Indiana Jones. Ends up fucking him over, right? He has to learn compassion. Oh, that's compassion is what makes him save all the children. That's my fault. Let's go ahead and drink that. What kind of... What kind of trap designer says to themselves, I'm going to put the button against the wall because obviously someone's going to lean against the wall. Oh, it's Willie screaming. We have to to drink. That freaks me out. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. That, Mm -hmm. that... Because it looks almost stop motion. It might be stop motion, honestly. This scene is... There's gonna be two dead people in here. <laughs> <laughs> I love this John Williams. I love what John Williams is here. Na, 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 na. Mm. Oh, I broke a nail again. Willie holding, like folding up laundry, and then accidentally care, like picking up a bat. Like, Willie not knowing bugs are crawling oh, on her. Oh, she broke a nail. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is that? What is What was that giant, giant bug? That thing in her hand? I don't know. No, not in her hand. The thing that was, like, crawling. Oh. On the ceiling. Like, I, I don't know. I've never known what that was. It freaks me the fuck out. I thought he was, like, speaking in metaphor when I watched this as a child. Like, a fulcrum release somewhere. A handle that opens the door. Oh. Oh, gross, gross, gross. Ah! 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 
movies. This, I think this. Oh is, god! What what are those what are those bugs in there and what are they like carrying? They probably went on a worldwide search for the grossest looking bugs and just brought them all together in this room. <laughs> like there's nothing like are going to die and then the said face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, I remember that. And his hat like yeah, yeah, spicy right here. His hat in. Oh my god. Yeah, right there. there yeah. So good. Who are the people who walked into this trap and then lied down so that their skulls were pierced through the eye? Great. I think this is... Oh. Yep. No, she's screaming. (laughs) I remember when I lived in Tennessee. Uh Uh-huh. Oh! Grab the hat! Yeah! So good. <laughs> I remember asking my mom why he grabbed his hat, and she said, well, hats were important to cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> for more from Patrick's mother, you can listen to, to, to the, the commentary for Friday the 13th. Hats were important to cowboys. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, no. This shit. This shit right here. This is the most racist part of the whole movie. Yeah. This is like, ugh. This was this was the scariest part of the movie. Well, absolutely. For me when I was a little kid. But, yeah, yeah it was also the part that definitely, like, affected me the most. And, like, like, like I, I'm so, like, embarrassed to admit, but, like, this is, this right here, this scene is the image of Hinduism that I had in my mind for the longest time, and I was actually, um, like... Don't hit that right there. That's what I thought Shiva yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought no, that I mean, creepy, uh, gross face. It, it looks like, it looks like the lead singer of Guar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yes, because he is like the god of death and destruction. But she I've, is, yeah. Okay. But I've I've never seen him depicted like that. <laughs> so it's interesting. It's now like over an hour into our movie, and the villain of the movie is introduced. Yeah. In uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the the villain is introduced in the first sequence. Hmm. When he finally escapes out of, you know, when he runs from the boulder and he jumps out, the the his like rival archaeologist is is there with all of the uh, South mm-hmm. American. Apparently, this this actor is like a really big deal in India. Well, she like... was a big deal in India because of this movie. Oh, really? Oh, so oh boy, yeah. So, are you going to be able to watch this scene without just? <laughs> I have to confront my demons. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, like, I was invited to, um, a Kali Puja, a Puja being, um, uh, a Hindu worship ritual, um, and, like, this was the image that I had in my mind, and I was, like, afraid to do it, because, like, this is all... How old were you? Oh, no, I was, like, 20? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. That is yeah, some yeah, sad yeah, shit yeah, right yeah, there. Because, yeah, yeah. like, this is the image that I have. And, of course, it was, like, an amazing, beautiful experience. And, like, I've been to, like, Kali Puja since. That fucking shrunken head on his 
Yeah, and it's like... he's wearing a helmet. (laughs) Yeah, Kali Ma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kali Ma is a... It goes right from... She's a protective, benevolent mother goddess. But yeah, no, let's rip a heart out. Let's rip a heart out in the name of Kali Ma. Do you know anything about thuggy cultists? (laughs) Thuggy? Like, what? That's what oh, I, gross! Oh, my oh, God! I couldn't so watch gross. this as a so kid. This is, ah! the, this is one of the movies, along with Gremlins, produced uh-huh. by Steven Spielberg, that was rated PG. This was P. That shit was PG? Well, basically what happened was, this movie was PG, and then it made the, it made the MPAA create PG-13. Oh, pre- oh, I see. And if Gremlins and this... Well, I don't know. Grimm- he's saying, oh, oh my god, that's so offensive. What is he saying? Om Namah Shivaya. It means Hail Shiva, basically. Like, that's a really rough translation. But that's like, it's like a, a mantra that you say when you're meditating. Yeah. Oh my god, this is, this is like, well, this is terrible. Right, I'll go ahead and take another drink. Also, the marigold garland. Also, is I like, assume um, this was hell. Like, yeah. not lava. I don't, this I mean, it looks so like This is so offensive. This is like, this is like, yeah. This would be like if, kind of continuing the, the the Christian analogy, if they came across an evil Christian ritual where they're worshipping um, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and they bring out a virgin woman and sew up her vagina and then just like rip her open while she's saying the Hail Mary. Like, that's what just happened. God, this is the scariest fucking thing for my childhood. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Me too. Then, oh oh my god! This was on fire. Oh my god! Yeah, and he's just like laughing like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, this was like, like where is that? Where are they? Like, are they driving him into an active volcano? Like, that, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, that's on? what I had to. So, but oh my god! Yeah, you're right. When I was a kid, that was like the scariest this thing. I so couldn't scary. watch it. Could not watch it. And even watching it now, like, it's an incredibly effective scene, like, in the vacuum of not thinking about, right. like, how it's just lacerating Desi culture. Like, well, I mean, this is, this is a horrifically racist movie. Yeah. Like, so I'm not going to say Steven Spielberg is a horrific racist. I'm going to say he's a horrifically ignorant person when right. he made this. And, right. and Steven Spielberg has talked about regretting a lot of things about this movie. Sure. So yeah, like that's kind of what a Shiva lingam might look like. Yeah, right. That sort of vaguely phallic stone. Sure, but they and then but they're magical. And that's oh yeah, they're. yeah, yeah. No, I mean and like, they have that eighties eighties post production glow on them. <laughs> <laughs> like they couldn't make props that glow within the inside. They had to make that. This it's is so, so scary when I was a kid. And those people, like, with the makeup they have on, like, I don't know if that's, that actually relates to any culture at all. But, like, that white makeup with that, like, yeah. weird skull face, like, I, it almost looks more like a calavera. Like, it looks like a Right, like oh, yeah, Mexican like, like the Mexican? Culture. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, I, I mean... And this statue, of course, with the fucking crazy teeth and the, yeah. and the eyes and the nose. Yeah, and, and from what I've seen of... From what I've seen of Indian art, like, that doesn't look very authentic, like, no, at all. No, of course not. Alright, I'm gonna take another drink for that. But she loves diamonds so much. Oh, that oh that's right, yeah. Look, so. Your girl's best friend. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, and 
blondes have more fun. Yeah. So therefore. So so therefore Willie. Therefore Willie. <laughs> Maybe, but not today. <laughs> he is such an asshole in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I want to jump on that D2. I don't blame her one bit. No? <laughs> Do not. Yeah, that's fucking freaky. That is a freaky statue. But yeah, okay, so basically this movie was George Lucas was going through a divorce. Uh-huh. And he he has talked later about like like he wanted this to be a darker movie, but this was like way too dark. <laughs> like he was like and then basically Steven Spielberg said, Oh yeah, no, this is way too dark, so I tried to add some comedy moments. Uh-huh. So there that's what it's god, it's a fucking weird movie. It's great. Like this movie to me is the perfect example of Things can be absolutely morally reprehensible and still be, oh yeah, well made, great art. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's lots of great points to this movie. I mean, the energy that it has is just, I you know, it it's. Just... I'm never ever 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 going to be able to watch this movie like you did as a kid, which is a oh, shame because not. the craft on hand is remarkable. Oh like, yeah, but and on the other hand, it's not a shame because that means I'm not as racist <laughs> as I used to be when I was a kid. And there was, like, fucking one Indian kid on our street, and yeah. everyone hated him because he was Indian. Like, Yeah, yeah. I didn't hate him. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, this, remind, this brings to mind, to me, the early 90s. It's like, it's like we're, we're doing a commentary track and having a healing circle. Yeah, like, there you healing go. There we go. Because it's two of us. Absolutely. But, yeah. And he tips his hat to the snake because yeah. it's a cobra that's in the position of the cobra in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sure. It was probably a good move for Spielberg to make uh, Last Crusade go back to Christian imagery. Yeah. Because, also, I didn't understand what those were. In the, I still don't understand. What are, I think they're just like... Corpses. So they are corpses. They're yeah. not like props. God, that you know what that looks like? It looks like fucking Iron Maidens. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> Eddie. It looks like fucking Eddie from. <laughs> and then this. Oh ah! man. So well, she's screaming. screaming. Yep. I'm probably going to have a hangover tomorrow. Yeah, probably. I, I was just motioning to Regina that my bottle of rum is empty. Yeah. <laughs> right here. <laughs> Fucking horror, bro. And then Indiana Jones throws a rock at his head. Good job, Indiana Jones. Basically, Fuck Indiana the police. Jones, Indiana Jones, yeah, right. Indiana Jones sees 
fucking enslaved children. And that's what it takes for him to not be a fucking asshole. <laughs> well, I'm glad and they also have these weird knives. What are these weird triangle knives? Let me, I didn't I didn't see it. They're was, like triangles with a handle. I was pouring myself more gin and tonic. I didn't I'm gonna go ahead and get you more gin. You are? Yeah. Okay. I'll get you another one. I'll be right back. You you go ahead and talk, talk oh, to our audience. Oh my god, the pressure. I'm watching the movie. I'm being criticized. I mean, I mean, it's his podcast, so I guess he's allowed. But you want dry rye? You listen to me more. You live longer. Do you want dry I'll, I'll just, rye? I'll gin? take that one. This one? Yeah. All right. It got this little sampler pack. Yeah. yeah. Guys, thanks. <laughs> Go ahead and tell about the sampler pack. Guys, I have a gin sampler pack here. If you're still listening to us, God bless you. Let me just say, if you're still listening to this hot mess, if we actually upload this, We're if, upload if Future Patrick this is good. uploads this. This is all good. I pray to Shiva that I die, but I do not. I think I have a little drink after that one. Oh, he's a little motif. His little Indiana Jones motif. Yeah, yeah. This scene is creepy. So this is the exposition scene. So it does acknowledge imperialism at yeah. the very least. That's what separates it from a movie from the 30s and 40s. That's true. It acknowledge like both in the palace scene with that general. Yeah, yeah. Not like America where we just run in and steal the cool parts of your culture and make a movie about it. <laughs> or fucking sell it at Urban Outfitters. You don't believe so he shaved his head for this movie uh-huh. and this movie was so popular that he just kept his head shaved for basically oh, the rest wow. of his working career where he was the one of the most popular vi- villains in India hmm. in Indian film I'm surprised that this film made an impact in India I don't know maybe it was they saw it as like I, I'm not surprised <laughs> I don't know like the average person Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, like we've been saying all along, this person, movie has its great qualities, right? Know? Like it's an entertaining film, yeah. And certainly, like, oh god, that horror guy's movies face creep me out <laughs> as a kid. And, His blank face, that right, that guy right oh, there, yeah. hanged off the fucking corpse skull with the blood in it. Then the tuggies would be all powerful. Don't drink. Spat. Spat it out. And then the Maharaja with the voodoo doll, which is like... Oh, yeah. Which is a completely wrong continent. Yeah, I don't know if sympathetic (laughs) magic's a thing in Hinduism. Um, 
Like, these Hinduism, they're also well-read. And they're like, oh, the black magic of voodoo. Of the hoodoo. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I mean, you know, followers of, of voodoo aren't the only ones to practice sympathetic magic, but... Yeah. I think I think this might be bullshit. <laughs> Just a guess. Again, uneducated. I'm gonna have another sip, even though this is how much this is literally how much rum I have left. Well you better be careful then. You better conserve. Right? Well, I'm just gonna assume that it's like what is this? Like two two inches. <laughs> of rum and coke I have left. Well, you, you you better only take a sip when it's the, the, the most racist. Right. The most assume, fucked up I'm just going to assume that the rest of this movie has the... Ah! Oh, man. The Maharaja. I and like that they have the kid whipping the other kid. It feels more proportional. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it also helps later on when the kid gets... There's the weird thing where, like, they swing a torch. He's just he's still giving exposition. We're not listening because we're talking about, like... Like, literally through this whole scene, he has been giving exposition about the thuggy cultist. By the way, this is actually... It's supposed to be a cult of Hinduism. Okay, I mean... <laughs> like it's super fucking racist. I'm not gonna. Yeah, like. and, and I mean, I, I think there's a lot of you know things in in Hindu culture, um, or, or not not a lot of things, but th- there's there's a great variance to. This is the dark sleep of the Kali Ma. Sure, sure it is. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I, I was saying that there's a great variance in like diversity to um, worship and philosophy and, cos- and cosmology. Um, in Hinduism, it's really like an umbrella term for a lot of different sects and beliefs. Um, and there are some like aspects that would be very difficult to understand if you're not this yourself Hindu. I mean, I know I've said this a hundred times already during this commentary. This creeped me out. This part where Harrison Ford starts laughing. Oh God, it's so good. It's creepy. It's horrible. It's pretty creepy. It's good. Um, but I don't, so, but I, I just, I don't think any of those cults or sex would include fucking ripping someone's heart out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I, I, I mean, there is, if I'm, if I'm understanding it correctly, you hear about like left hand Tantra and, um, my understanding is that there's the idea that you do these like extreme things to sort of um break down your ego and break down your sense of like of like boundaries and like like social taboos which sort of like freeze your mind oh my god i'm like like the biggest drunk hippie white person right now i'm really <laughs> that's fine as long as you admit that then you yeah can say, you yeah know, yeah but you're but right. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just used in this way to just be sort of like ooh evil, you know, right. menace to to Doctor Jones and right. his friends, and yeah, the exoticism equals yeah. evil. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's the the uh, anglicized sort of Indian. Oh man yeah, there he is as part of the rituals. So he's just as evil as the rest of them, huh? 
I had a conversation um, pretty recently with a... With a <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she said, but I know that what she said was essentially the 1980 whatever. I can't honestly remember what this mo- when this movie came out. This movie came out in 1984. I can't honestly... Like, she said the 1984 equivalent of, I'm going to give this place a bad Yelp review. <laughs> Um, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, oh um, I, I was just saying, yeah, I was having a conversation with a Hindu friend of mine um, who was like, you know, raised uh, Hindu, um, where he was like, I really don't understand why people who are raised Christian are so like blasé about the devil because there's so much like weight given to Kali in my culture. Um, and I was like, well, because I kind of feel like with the devil – you're, you're kind of raised as like, oh, if you don't follow your parents' arbitrary rules, then you're going to have to hang out with this guy. So there's not a lot of weight behind it. Whereas like with, you know, you know, with Kali, like, like she's kind of the personification of entropy, or at least that's like sort of the classical understanding of her. So it's like, um, you, you know, you know, to, to worship Kali is to kind of think about your own death. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like an evil thing, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, this like big heavy thing that you have to deal with anyway. Um, but it's just kind of interesting how that gets translated into Boy like room. evil heart snatchers. Boyerum, Sutherum. Oh man, this, yeah, that shot right there. And then it's of course, Short Round frees himself. Good job, Short Round. So, so apparently the, the way you free yourself from the thuggy cult is a torch. Oh, that's right. Any fire is what frees you. That's right. Indy, I love you. And he goes. Moiram, Sutheram, Moiram, Sutheram. Don't leave me, says the woman who he's known for like three days. Right. And kind of wanted him. to fuck him. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. The woman is known three days and hates him for two days. Yeah. Molaram. Because he's Molaram. So, Molaram. Yeah. And they all start cheering when she spits on him. I always thought that was interesting. But he doesn't know. He he's under the he he. You see what happened was he was under the dark the dark sleep of Kali. Oh yeah, yeah. You 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 don't care about spit <laughs> when you're under the dark sleep of yeah, Kali. His backpack. Who didn't take his backpack? Also, who didn't take his fucking goddamn motherfucking Yankees cap? He's gonna free all these Indian kids. By the way, this kid's my favorite. Fucking short round is my favorite because he. Because he climbs up really high. Uh-huh. And this guy is like, I'm going to get you. But what he does is he tilts the whole ladder. Spoilers! <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, right here. I wonder who was the who was the stunt person who actually did that. I don't know. Maybe Short Round did his own stunts. Like, apparently Mickey Rooney did a lot of stunts for Elizabeth Taylor when Elizabeth Taylor was a child. Because... What? Mickey Rooney, okay, Mickey Rooney's super short. Yeah. Mickey Rooney's like 5'3 or 5'2. Uh-huh. So he did stunts for Elizabeth Taylor in National Velvet. <laughs> That's great. And it, so it was probably just some super short person 
Uh-huh. Dressed up oh, as well, Short Round. We're coming up on a lot of screaming, if I remember correctly. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, let's go ahead and plink in front in front of the microphone. Yeah. Cheers. There you go. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a lot of goddamn motherfucking screaming. So, oh yeah, and those fucking Dutch angles as they push into people. Like, oh, that's the worst. Is those people like who are those people? They're members of the cult, I guess. What do they do? Like, they just sort of shuffle out of the room after the first heart ripping. You see, I I don't know. I guess I guess it's like you know, church is over. You shuffle out. You get some, oh, some, yeah, some yeah. cake and donuts. He does that big fucking truck hit oh, yeah. punch. And, he, and then he's... Yeah, still, I hit a kid! And then yeah! He, he, steals, he, steals <laughs> oh! he goes, Indy, I love you! Oh, that's right. That's what, Yeah, that's what brings him out. Is Indy, that's I the fucking power of love, love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we know that Short Round's just going to grow up to be basically a waiter in disguise to oh, get yeah, shot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, right. <laughs> You're not going to be cute forever, Short yeah, Round. right? I'm all right, kid. And then he winks. And then this is the part that fucking inspired a million fit, like five-year-old fucking punches and kicks. Yeah. Is I would watch this when I lived in Tennessee, the six months I lived in Tennessee. Uh-huh. I'd watch this with my friends. And I would say, you can be Indiana Jones. I'm short round. <laughs> and then we would pretend to kick fucking Hindus <laughs> in my giant backyard. <laughs> which we live, when we live in Tennessee, he fucking flips. Yeah. Like, what are those people? And why are they cheering? Like, are they part of the cult or are they not? Maybe, maybe they're just like so beyond the social construct <laughs> of like, who's a guard and who's a priest and... Who's the white archaeologist? They're just oh, happy to see right anyone. He oh, lies the trapdoor. Trapdoor. He entered the All right, warp well, zone. this movie is so racist, I ran out of rum. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm literally out of drinks. All right, well, you, you, you can eat popcorn. How about that? How about that? How about that? Oh, but there's the Angli- anglicized... Uh, Anglicized Indian who's coming behind him with the knife. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you remember the end of this movie. Do you remember the end of this movie? He wins the day? <laughs> yes. He wins the day with the help of the white general or the colonel or whatever oh does he really who was during the dinner scene that guy uh-huh. who was like they don't tell us what's going on here in india go ahead <laughs> we're eating we're eating the uh, walgreens equivalent of swedish fish so like that whole thing where remember when we said that this movie is at least a little bit aware of imperialism uh, the imperialists the still the good guys come to save the day of course there's not a single Indian other than the people who are in the village who are actually Sri Lankans and speaking Sri Lankan in those scenes. Oh, man. 
He slaps her, right? No, she slaps him. <laughs> okay, that's That fine. was a pretty hearty slap. Yeah, sound effect. Her, her slap had the same impact of his punches. That's pretty good. I don't know why they're cheering, though. They were just celebrating. They were the same people. I'm, I'm who were telling ce- you, man. They're just their minds are liberated. They're just happy to see anyone fall in that lava pit. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah, right. It's like it's like it's, it's basically the Hindi version of WWF. Sure. Oh, his little his have his little motif again. He's back to being. He's back, man. He's okay. back. Well, fire. Yeah. After all. This this is the moment where he becomes... Oh, so now he's like... So now he's like, now I get it. Yeah, there's nothing left in that bottle. You, you, you gotta open that other you, bottle. You don't understand how good this gin is. I guess so. I, I, I guess a couple drops of that gin in your gin it's and like, tonic. It's like precious clear gold. <laughs> sure. I figured we would keep these bottles anyway because they're so small. and They, they are. We, we, we could even them. start a little crafting podcast about what we do with the gin bottles. Because they're so not. cute little sampler bottles. Oh, I love this scene. Bam! And then... I guess all these kids know the way back home. They don't need to be led or anything. I mean, it was like a couple days journey by elephant. <laughs> but these kids oh. are like, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> well, I kind of don't blame them. I no, mean, I, like, I agree. They hey, were... Sunlight. You remember Sunlight? Right, yeah. No, that's the guy. That's the guy right here. It's weird that they just jump ahead to this fight scene. <laughs> There's no context for this fight scene. It's just like, well, there we go. <laughs> That's an example of, of uh, I was going to say William Shakespeare, of Steven Spielberg adding some levity to the film. Oh, I see. Like, oh, and let's have the children dance on the feast, feasting table. Right. Well, I mean, that's basically... <gasps> And by the way, that's also a thing I remember a lot as a child, is him going... <laughs> like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. After that punch. Basically, it's a scene from Turkish Delight, if you remember that film. Oh, I, I remember that film. Yeah, yeah. I know you don't like it. Okay! It's pretty good. You showed him by throwing him ten feet. In most movies, he is fighting. Right? I, I don't remember. I see. So I don't remember Last Crusade very well. Like I said, I've only seen it like two or two times. But he's fighting this giant guy who is way who way outclasses him as a fighter. Oh, sure. But in Raiders of Lost Ark, that guy gets. Like, chopped up by the propeller of an airplane. Okay. Do you remember that scene? Mm, no, I Where, don't. That's fine. So, I mean, you can guess what happens in this scene. Oh, sure. To the giant man, even if you hadn't seen the film. I, 
I had. Oh, I'll, I'll wait until it. What? There's something that happens in this scene, and I'm trying to figure out if it actually happens in the movie or if it was just like my six year old memory putting it in the movie. I'm gonna wait. Well, we'll see if it if it's actually a real. Hits him with movie. like a block on a string. It looks like a car battery. Probably not a car battery. <laughs> Given it's 1930, whatever, or 1920, whatever. Like, we're making fun of this movie. I've already said this, but this is a fucking... Like, Spielberg in his prime, Uh 1984. Yeah. Make no mistake, 1984 is Spielberg's prime. What else did he release in 1984? Well, I don't know, but at that point he had released Jaws. He released Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, sure. Like, this was after Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is Spielberg in his prime, like... Spielberg in the 80s, give or take a Twilight Zone sequence. (laughs) No, don't lose your hat! (laughs) Now that you (laughs) don't have a pin in your back, you can beat this giant Indian man. You are better than the Indian man. (laughs) Good job, short round. Beating up the Maharaja. He drops the fucking giant stone on his head. Don't! Then he gets his scarf caught. Uh. This is pretty much the exact same thing as the scene in Rage of the Lost Ark. Except instead of the propeller being the splatter blood, uh-huh. this guy gets smushed to death. That scene. Oh. And then he sees the... Okay, so I guess there's not actually, during that fight, yeah. a cutaway to short round holding and petting the voodoo doll. Oh, he doesn't pet the voodoo doll. Dr. Jones. And, like, like, okay, so that was just my... Six-year-old mind. You imagine that. petting the voodoo doll? Yeah, yeah, just like petting it and telling it it's a good job to like to like act as a buff. I guess. I guess he's the bard of their party. <laughs> no, no petting of voodoo dolls. Okay, all right. Good fooling around with that kid. This kid helps them. <laughs> we trust each other now. We trust each other now. Now that fire has purified you of all your evil. God, this fucking minecart. All right. Well, I'm I'm out of I'm out of I'm out of everything. So I'll drink I'll drink for both of us, baby. You, you go ahead and drink for both of us. Excuse me. I love this minecart chase, though. I also love that the short round can just fucking karate a bunch of fucking grown-ass men. Yeah. As long as they're dressed in goth makeup. (laughs) 
And then he climbs up the guy. Oh, so good. So they, re they recorded sound effects of this by just recording, by just going to Disney World and turning off all the sound effects and music and recording it like Space Mountain and, and other similar roller coasters. Did they really? That's how they got the sound effects for this whole huh. scene. This minecart, oh, this minecart chase is really fucking good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely remember this. But they only had, like, yeah, apparently, so, like, they only had, like, 120 feet of blind cart at a time. Oh. Yeah, go ahead, finish your drink. Just a little uh, back projection there. Is there the scene right? Oh, God. God damn. What? Are they in an active volcano? Are there active volcanoes in India? What the fuck is happening? I don't even know. Why is there so much goddamn magma in this movie? To make it extra precarious? I don't <laughs> even know. There's a really great jump in this sequence. I don't know when yeah. it happens. It's been, a, been maybe about 15 years since I watched this, but... This is more exciting, though, than most action scenes I've seen in movies this year. Oh, yeah, this is great. This is way more exciting than, like, scenes I've seen in Guardians of the Galaxy. Way more exciting than Captain America scenes. Captain America 2, I should say. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, this is so just straightforward, you know? It's a relentless. It's a relentless movie. Yeah. So this guy, Samolaram, is basically shortcut. He doesn't know what the fuck. He doesn't know where he is. How does he know what the fucking shortcut is? Because of mansplaining. Oh, he's a mansplaining <laughs> shortcut. Very good. Very good. I forgot about mansplanation. <laughs> Again, over the lava. Is this the scene where a short round? <laughs> Grabbing someone's gun and then swinging at them is really funny to me. Oh, man. 
the time lapse between him being freed from the the heart from the sacrifice scene mm-hmm. and this scene how much time has passed right like cuz it's all it's cuz she goes let's get out of here he goes right all of us and then it cuts to him so it's more or less in real time like it's not like hours and hours have passed that's the that was the jump and then he starts laughing because this fucking giant water I would love to see some like Bollywood movies or whatever where he's the villain. Oh yeah. That guy's really good. <laughs> I forget the name of the actor, but that guy's really fucking good. Yeah, it just breaks off and they hand it to him. Very good. <laughs> Yes, this sort of becomes the brakes for the mine car. God, it's so good. Like this whole palace exists inside of. Oh man, like it, like it exists inside of a mountain. Yeah, and he's like on the <laughs> mountainside with the water. Do you feel like the nightclub in the beginning is like foreshadowing because there's that whole the mountain dance on the studio? Like inside the nightclub, but you can't see it. See, and it's like how the palace like opens up into this crazy well, mine. I mean, it says anything goes. That is this movie. That's what I'm that saying. That is so true. Yes, that anything, is how they open this movie. Anything, anything does in fact goes. go. Yeah, right. Like this movie's fucking crazy, and it opens with the Chinese version of of the uh, Cole Porter hit. Anything goes. There's that that unforgettable scream. Yeah, there you go. What are those, like, juts of rock? Like, she's still kind of wearing the Indian sari that she wore. Yeah, but they forced her into that. I mean, we can't blame Willie for that. You mean we can't blame the actress? We can't blame Kate Capshaw? (laughs) For her costume design? <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, we can't blame Willie for, like, cultural appropriation because she's forced into that outfit. So, Steven Spielberg, like me, is uh-huh. afraid of heights. Uh-huh. He couldn't walk across that rope bridge. They built this rope bridge for the movie. Well, why would he have to walk across it? Right, but he couldn't. Oh. <laughs> Point being, he couldn't. That because that rope bridge is actually not very funny. Very good. So this is, of course, a callback to the senior raiders. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. So a lot of people cite this as a flaw of the movie. What? That there's like a callback? That, that it's a callback to a scene that, because this is a prequel, hasn't happened yet. Well, maybe this is the scene where he's learning and remembering for next time not to leave his fucking gun at home. Right. Yeah, that's what I always felt. Like, 
like for the audience is a callback, but for him it still makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, Harrison Ford was not afraid of heights, despite the fact that this bridge, this rope bridge they built. Well, go ahead and take a drink. This rope bridge they this rope bridge they built was a hundred hundreds of feet above mm-hmm. the river. And apparently Harrison Ford just ran back and forth across it to, like, convince the rest of the actors that it was safe. Well, good for him. I mean, you know. God, this staging of the scene is so good. Ah, <laughs> the kick shot, kick shot. I called behind you. <laughs> Not necessary. <laughs> no, that was necessary because they were obviously hiding. Oh, right. so he forgot they were there. Right. God, deceit. Ah, shit. So the actor played Short Round, later went on to be a stunt coordinator. Oh, really? He coordinated the stunts for the film The One, featuring Jet Li. Mm Mm-hmm. He was the stunt coordinator for that movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that was the last film he worked on. Hang on, lady. We go for a ride. <laughs> go ahead. Take a drink. <laughs> he no nuts. He crazy. Prepare to meet Kali. In hell. God damn it. <laughs> there's no there's no there's no version of hell in Hinduism, is there? Uh, n- not to my knowledge. I mean there's probably like level I mean I mean I I think there's like levels of reincarnation. Sure. But I I mean again, but but under that umbrella beliefs are pretty varied. So there might be some faction of Hinduism that does believe in hell. But I'm just going to say that line's kind of bullshit. Sure. (laughs) I'd love to be a villain and just, like, throw my minions at the hero. Yeah? Yeah. That'd be fun. Hans Gruber never got a chance to throw his minions at the hero. No, but the guy in the Come second- here, hot! Come <laughs> here, hot! <laughs> no, he, no. And what did he say? You betrayed Shiva.
had just like some minor lasting effects on him. Like he didn't get his heart ripped out, but he just, you know, had an irregular heartbeat after sure, that for sure. a little while. <laughs> his blood pressure was kind of high. Probably wouldn't be able to keep his grip on the rope, Rich. <laughs> that would have been it. That would have been all you needed. Now, short round and Kate Capshaw, Willie Scott. Okay, so there are these bows and arrows that mostly just bounce off the wall. Well, no you one know. can hit him with bows and arrows. I'm just saying this because later on, the British Army will come. They don't have bows and arrows, they have rifles. Gonna go ahead and guess how the rifles fare against the bows and arrows. And this right here where uh, Indiana Jones scolds him for betraying Hinduism. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna take a drink. Go ahead, dr- drink the rest of that gin and tonic. No, that's a really good shot, though. Yeah, I wonder how they did that in special effects. The bouncing. Mm. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not actually not that crazy. But anyway, so there are all these Indians who have no aim. <laughs> but here come the British cavalry. Featuring <laughs> it's Sir about Gen- time. Sir General Horsbard of the Britain, of Britons. And they all fucking hit their mark. <laughs> oh, God. So you're opening a new bottle of gin. I am. I mean, granted, these bottles are maybe, I don't know, maybe six ounces each, just kind of eyeballing it. They're, sm- but, they're small bottles. Yeah, but the fact remains that I did, in fact, happen to open a Before new a to new bottle to, to deal with this movie. Again, St. George Distillery Gin. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> Go ahead, take a sip. How is that? Because you that's a new bottle. That's this is the Oh is yeah. They're, they're like like different kinds. So this, this is the Botanivore gin as opposed to the terroir gin, which was quite excellent. This one's still good. I mean it's still really good, but the the, the terroir is just like oh man. Good stuff. All right. Good to note. Should be on a gin podcast. If you have a gin podcast and you're in the Chicagoland area, uh, please send me an email. To, to be a guest. To be a guest on the on a, on a gin podcast. Did, yeah. all these, did all these kids who were freed like five hours before the climax of this movie wait for like the most dramatic possible moment? Well, maybe they were like running at the same speed as Indiana's elephant. 
Oh, was walking. I, that's right. They had to they had to run like thirty six hours to get to that village. Also, is it just me, or did the villagers find their colorful clothing? Yeah, the it, clothing was not that colorful. In anticipation of their children, I don't children see as much that's that's covered returning. in smoke either. Yeah, there's less smoke. Yeah. Oh well. There you go. I guess they explained that. Oh, he learned a lesson. The pauses pauses that that actor gave had, they weren't dramatic pauses. Those were pauses as he was waiting for Steven Spielberg to tell him phonetically what the lines are. Because he didn't know any English at all. Huh. She's from Missouri. She is from Missouri. That's, Topical. That's where. Oh, well, sorry, Ferguson. that was that was yeah. hashtag Ferguson. But also, Kate captured. Oh, okay, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Take a drink for that whipping of the female actress, the lead female actress. But what about Kate? Kate Capshaw. Kate Capshaw comes from Missouri. Oh, well. Very funny, huh? All wet. The elephant got the last laugh. <laughs> At the end of the day, in this movie, the elephant gets the last laugh, but he doesn't want to see no fucking kissing because that's gross as shit. Yeah. And all the kids are like, hooray! Hooray! We love you! You're kissing! White people kissing! And that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. Michael Mordor, the second unit. Probably not. Michael Moore, you thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that was that was fun. That was um. That was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, directed by Steven Spielberg. Originally originally titled The Temple of Death, but it was thought to be about. It was thought to be too dark. It is too dark. I'm I'm glad they retitled it. So. We've been drinking a lot. We've been drinking a lot. <laughs> this movie's super racist. Yeah, but it's it does have its good qualities. I mean, Absolutely. you know, it's like it's complex. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of interesting to think about those images and that story being something that's sort of like been a an integral part of both of our childhoods. Yeah, and yeah. by extension, I imagine a lot of childhood. Sure. Which is why it's worth pointing out that these movies are super fucking racist in the first place. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe if, like, you're the kind of person who goes home for the holidays to a family who's a touch more conservative than you and you end sure. up, like, watching movies together, maybe this could sure. be, like, a little antidote for you. Yeah. And if, and if you've listened this far, if you've listened this far, again, just... Then God bless you. You're you're, right. you're wonderful. You're, you're you're probably tolerant of a lot of fucking social justice warrioring. Yeah, your patience, your tenacity. It's very much appreciated. And Deborah and, Fine was the did research and 
Christy Janaki. Oh, there was an Indian that. advisor. Yeah, he was the Indian advisor. All right. Well, in Sri Lanka. Well, there was carpenters and plasterers and riggers and uh, and standby riggers. I I mean I I recently read a book about and drapes. Sure, <laughs> drapes. I recently read a book about the uh, Dino De Laurentiis uh, remake of King Kong, mm-hmm. and it sort of had me more, I guess, understanding. Uh huh. Or at least more accepting and more interested in giant, expensive, uh, artistically devoid uh, Hollywood productions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, God, all these people who worked, they all worked, you know, including the production supervisor in Macau and the production supervisor in Sri Lanka, uh, Chandran Rutnam, and the Steadicam photography, Garrett Brown. Like, everyone here, like, they fucking contributed to make this movie good. And we, you know, we made fun of this movie. This is a good fucking movie, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has a lot going for it. This is, yeah. Like, things can be super problematic and racist and Mm -hmm. horrible, but also artistically have a lot of merit to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Phil Tippett, who did the, who was the effects creative consultant, like... It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Not at all. The model makers, Wesley Seeds, Scott Marshall, Mike Cochran, uh, you know, the assistant effects editor, Michael Moore, again, like, probably not that Michael Moore. Probably not. Probably not. But all these people that you're watching right now, if you're still listening to this goddamn thing, which, God bless you, (laughs) uh, like, they contributed to making this big budget. Uh Uh-huh. And you were going to tie that in with... um... With uh, De Laurentiis and his... Dino uh, De Laurentiis and, and his, his King Kong. Yeah, yeah. Because that was a crazy production that went through a million different stakes. And it is one of those things where De Laurentiis basically... He promised everyone who was working on it a certain level of budget. But then he had to deliver another level of budget. So there were, there were just many levels where people... Uh, I mean... Favorites of yours, you know, like uh-huh. uh, Jeff Bridges, like people, actors, and 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 uh, Rick Baker, uh huh, Rick Baker, who's a special effects artist and also apparently a gorilla suit enthusiast. Oh yeah, that's like, right. People They're... were promised certain things that they weren't that they ultimately didn't get, and it's because they worked on King Kong 1976. And honestly, I think that. It's a crazy story, but it's probably true of most giant Hollywood productions in which oh, a million people work. Thank God there's a novelization from Ballantine Books. I'm, I'm, I won't tell you if I get if I buy that off of eBay. I'm just gonna get it. <laughs> That's the okay. end of the movie. All right. Thank you for everyone for joining us. That was fun. That was fun. Good night.